0: This Torah teaching is dedicated to Eloi Nishmato of Reb Moshe ben Esi Esther Iger, a descendant of the great Rabbi Akiva Iger. He was the grandfather of my Chavuta Shmuel Iga Kinyan, and in the desperate situation of communist Russia, gave Shmuel his first understanding of his Jewishness. May his memory be for a blessing, and may this Torah teaching elevate his soul ever and ever higher. Amen. The true reason for serving God. The part of the Torah, known as the Kabbalah, is referred to as the secrets of the Torah we need to ask ourselves, what does this term refer to? The sages teach us that the Halakha, which refers to the practical fulfillment of Torah, is termed the revealed Torah. This is because the Halakha is about actions, and actions are open and can be seen by everyone. However, our intentions that we have when we fulfill the Torah and mitzvot are hidden from others and very often quite hidden from ourselves. That part of the Torah, which discusses and enlightens us on intentions, constitutes the secrets of the Torah. So the Kabbalah, in fact, is that part of the Torah that deals with intentions. We can see from a story that is brought in the Gemara Sotah how these two aspects of the Torah the revealed and the hidden interact. The story is told of two kohanim, priests, who are serving in the temple. They are both eating their portion of the sacrifice. The observer sees the same action. But one kohen is eating simply to satisfy his appetite, while the other kohen is dedicating his action to the well being of the man who brought the sacrifice and is raising up the content of the sacrifice as an offering to the Creator. From the perspective of the outside observer, the revealed action is identical, but their intentions, which are so widely different, are hidden. In an identical act, one is acting in a way that may separate him from the Creator, while the other one is drawing closer to the Creator because his intention is one of giving unconditionally. He's giving In the same way that the Creator gives to us. The Zohar, which is the main text of the Kabbalah, has intentions as its content. It looks at the intentions of the Creator, how the bestowal of his light manifests in the stories of our forefathers. It looks at the intentions of our forefathers in their actions, actions which when we look at them in the literal stories are often misunderstood. The Kabbalah also discusses the inner reasons behind the individual mitzvot and, most importantly, acts as a guide to our own intentions in our thoughts, our speech and our actions, teaching us how to conduct ourselves in a way that will bring us into unity, a way that is called dvekut with the Creator. In the first volume of the Zohar, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the Master of the Zohar, discusses our intentions in carrying out the very first mitzvah of all the mitzvah of Yirat Hashem this term Yirat Hashem is difficult to translate into the English language in the past it has been given the literal translation as the fear of God but this is a very unfortunate rendering as it leads us to imagine some type of judgmental figure in the sky of whom we need to be afraid this causes many people a distorted and skewed understanding of God and difficulty in fulfilling this very important mitzvah. A better rendering, as taught by the master Kabbalist Rabbi Borch Sholem Ashlag, is the fear that maybe I won't be able to give pleasure to God. Maybe I won't be able to be in affinity of form with the Creator. I'm afraid that maybe I won't be able to give to my fellow or to the Creator with unconditional love and maybe i'm afraid of doing something that will cause me to be separated from the divine Rabbi Shimon Bayochai, the master of the Zohar writes concerning the true intention of Yerat Hashem this is what he says in the Zohar the true Yerat Hashem the fear of being separated from the divine is that a person should have awe of his lord because he is the master and the governor the principle and root of all the worlds none has any significance beside him as it is written and all the inhabitants of the world are considered as naught a person should put his desire in the consciousness that is designated as yirat hashem the bala sulam rabbi yahudalev ashlag in his commentary on this passage wrote as follows A man should have Yerat Hashem, because God is great in loving-kindness, and he is the ruler of all. He is great, because he is the root from which emanate all the worlds. His greatness may be seen through his deeds, and he governs over all, because all the worlds that he created, both the higher ones and the lower ones, are considered before him as nothing, as they do not add anything at all to his essence, may he be blessed. And this is what the Zohar says, that a man should place his heart and all his desire in the consciousness that is designated as Yirah. He should be one with his Yirat Hashem, with goodwill and desire as is fitting and appropriate to the command of the king. When I learnt this recently with my Hevrutas, I was struck by the power of these words we put our desire in Yerat Hashem? How can we reach a stage that we would want to serve God with all our heart and not do anything that will cause us to be separate from Him when God is hidden from us? How can we get to such a level of desire? Rabbi Baruch Shalom Ashlag in his teachings on the Pashat Shavuot VaYikra, answers this question. The scripture says. And God called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, Adam, a man, when he offers from you a sacrifice to God, you shall offer your sacrifice from the domestic animals, from the cattle or from the sheep. Leviticus chapter 1 verse 2 Rabbi Ashlag places his attention on the word Adam, and on the words from you the name adam refers to one who bears the name of god one who is like god this interpretation comes from the inner meaning of the scripture adam le elion i will resemble the most high from this it follows that the name adam implies one who wants to be like god one who who is striving to be in affinity of form with the Creator. Such a person, the Adam, should bring the sacrifice to God, from you, that is to say, from within yourself. The prophet Ezekiel, in chapter 34, understands the name Adam as follows, And they shall know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, And that they, the house of Israel, are my people, says the Lord God. And you are my sheep, the sheep of my pasture. You are Adam, and I am your God, says the Lord God. The sages of the Talmud, commenting on this scripture, said, You are called Adam, and one who worships idols is not called Adam. When we look at this statement from the Talmud, we can see two opposing elements. The first is the aspect of Adam who wants to be like the Creator. The other aspect is that of the idol worshipper. The idol worshipper within ourselves is the one who gives governance to his egoism, his aspect of receiving from himself alone. These two parameters are actually two opposite aspects of ourselves. Within ourselves, there exists both the aspect of our dham, who is in affinity of form with the Creator, and the aspect of the idol worshipper, which is the self-serving part of ourselves. In general, it is our soul that is in affinity of form with the Creator from whom it comes, in the framework of holiness. Our ego, which expresses itself through the will to receive for ourselves alone, is the representative of the idol worshipper within us. Which one will I adopt? To whom will I liken myself? Regarding the aspect of Adam within us, it is written, Sof tevar hakol nishma, et Elohim ira, v'et mitzvotov shemor Kizer kol adam The end of the matter, everything having been heard, is to have Yirah of Hashem and keep his commandments, for this is the whole of Adam, the book of Kohelet. Yirat Hashem, as we've stated, is the fear of doing something that will separate me from God. And this, the scripture is telling us, is the chief aspect of Adam. A person is designated as Adam when he or she watches and governs his or her thoughts, speech and deeds, such that all will flow in accordance with his desire to be in affinity form of the Creator, and does not cause any separation between himself or herself and the Divine. Yet the sages of the Talmud wrote, I found one Adam in a thousand. Also, A thousand went in to gain wisdom, but only one emerged. From this we can see that even within the community of Israel, not everyone is designated as Adam. Also, we can understand that Adam does not refer to the masculine. It is both man and woman. To acquire the form of Adam, is a difficult task not given to everyone. Baba Ashla continues, When a person has concern, a fear of not obtaining what he wants in material terms, this is Irat al the fear of earthliness. It is not the fear of heaven, but the fear of not getting what he wants in earthly terms. When that is the case, the superiority of man over the beast does not exist, but all is emptiness. One who has yot Shemayim is one who is concerned maybe he or she won't get the things that his or her ego wants. But opposed to this is Yerat shemaim, which is designated that the person is afraid maybe he won't get the things that God wants which are kedusha, holiness, torah, purity, torah mitzvot, dvekut, unity with God. The issue of applies precisely in those areas of our lives that relate to the things or material aspects that we think we are longing for. According to the measure of the greatness of the will to receive whatever it is, To that great measure, we need to apply our Yerat Hashem. Because to attain the Yerat Hashem, we have to let go of our intense desire for whatever we think we're yearning for. So in order to acquire the desire of Adam that belongs to the aspect within us that resembles the Creator, we therefore need to begin with a sacrifice. That is to say... We need to sacrifice the animal aspect of ourselves that is yearning for this earthly matter this is what the scripture is actually saying that adam when he sacrifices from yourself that is when the person wants to become closer to god and draw near to him in order that he should be having the aspect of adam he first needs to give up an aspect of the animal nature within himself That is to say, he needs to offer up as a sacrifice all the aspects of the animal within him to God, and through this sacrifice, he will come into the aspect of Adam. He will come to resemble the Creator, and that is giving unconditionally, and he is emphasizing the soul which is yearning for God, and which really wants to place all our desire and intention in serving God for God's sake. May it be your will, Hashem, that we learn to let go and give up on our yurat Aziyot, our intense desire for gratification in our earthly matters, and place our energies in our truest and deepest desires, which are those of coming closer to you. Amen. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahorah School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahorah School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.